and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today is a new Q&A and Street Challenge episode, and that's show number 69 already. And I'm happy to have the publisher of Street Photography Magazine, Bob Patterson, on the show. And after answering a few listener questions, we will give the names of the winners of the last Street Challenge and announce a new one before giving our picks of the week. Welcome, Bob. How are you today? Well, I'm very good. Very good. Bonjour to you as well. And thanks for having me on today. It's hey, a great. real pleasure. So please tell tell a little a little bit about yourself to the listeners and about the magazine, Street Photography Magazine. Sure, I'll be glad to. Um, yeah, I'm the publisher of Street Photography Magazine. We have been publishing, well, as of April... Uh, we'll be publishing for three years. Three years. And, uh, yeah, it's a monthly magazine that's uh, published on, well, we began on the Apple newsstand. And uh, about two years ago, um, we also started publishing the exact same content on our uh, a web version, a web magazine version. Uh, so people without iPads can get the magazine as well. But uh, just to tell you a little bit about myself, I've been a photographer for most of my life since I was about 10 years old and, you know, started started shooting as a kid with my parents' brownie camera and developing pictures in the, uh, in a, um, what do you call those things? A dark room. Dark room. <laughs> in our bathroom. Remember those? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I've been a you know, photographer for most of my life. And uh, got into street photography probably about 10 years ago. I, um, um, I took some, I used to take courses on betterphoto.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was going to take a course from a guy named Barionix Perello. Oh, yeah. Barionix. <laughs> yeah, I saw this course and he said in the course, okay, one of the things you have to do is, is go out and take pictures of people uh, on the street. And asked their permission. It was a it was a portrait yeah, course, portrait. and that scared me. Yeah. So I signed up for a street photography course instead with the Silvermans, and uh, I, uh, one of my fellow students was a guy named Joe Wigfall, who was mm -hmm. a passionate street photographer. Yep. He eventually became the uh, street photographer of the year in New York City, mm -hmm. and uh, we started a uh, started a group on Flickr. It was a closed group where people would get together and submit their photos and we'd critique each other and did that for a few years and kind of drifted apart. But uh, um, I, uh, my main business is I'm a web developer. Okay. And uh, we develop uh, websites, special websites for people who, who um, want to do training online. We create online courses and membership sites. And I... I, I had an opportunity to, to buy a license for an online magazine. It was a, a new platform called MagCast, where you could uh, publish a magazine on the Apple newsstand. And I, and I thought this would be a good tool for clients to use for to uh, publish uh, uh, training material, mm -hmm. uh, online courses over time. And I, I had an opportunity. I thought, well, I could... I could make it on something that I'm really passionate about, which is street photography or something boring like, you know, how to manage a, a membership site. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm torn with this. And I was worried, well, you know, I'm not a real good photographer. 
So who am I to tell people how, how to become a better photographer themselves? And then one day I was listening to the, um, to one of my favorite podcasts, which is the candid frame mm -hmm. and a Barian X was on there by himself. And he starts talking about how he was afraid to go into something new. He had a couple new projects he was working on. He's talked about how he's procrastinating and, you know, just talking honestly about, about his own fears and his own yeah, concerns. I, I've listened to that, to that show as well. To that? <laughs> yeah. I'm a I big fan and, and a good friend of Ibarian X and I just love the show as well. Me too. Me too. He, he has inspired me mm -hmm. in so many ways. And, and that was probably one of the biggest. And I heard that and I said, that's it. I'm going to do street photography. So I never looked back and we started the magazine in April of, uh, whatever, three years ago. And on my, on our first anniversary, we had you on as a guest. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's been that long already, huh? Yeah. So that's how I got into it. That's kind of a long rambling story. And so many thanks to your, your, uh, your buddy over there at TWIP, uh, for inspiring me to do that. Yeah. Great. So, well, that's a that's a cool story. So now it's a monthly. That's a lot of work to put this together every yeah, month. So tell yeah. us a little bit about the content. Well, the content again is all about street photography, and we have um, uh, we publish five articles a month. We keep it simple, and uh, the uh, the main article is is an interview with uh, with a street photographer, and we will interview. Famous people, not so famous people, mm -hmm. people who are new, but we feature one person a month. Uh, we do a, an audio interview similar to a podcast and uh, publish their photos and tell their story and link back to their, their website. Uh, then we'll have some how-to type articles or we, we've been publishing a lot of uh, photo stories or a lot of documentary work that people do. And then we have the uh, street photographer, what we call the street shooters of the month. So we'll mm -hmm. publish photos from five to 10 or 12 uh, people who submit their work each month, and um, which has been uh, very, very popular. Um, most of our content is, uh, comes through submissions. We have lots and lots of people who want to submit uh, individual photos or photo stories. And uh, we'll probably talk about that. A uh, little more, a little more later. Uh, we've been publishing from people all over the world. Yeah, that's which, awesome. That's quite a labor of love because it is that takes a lot of planning, organizing, and every every month. That's that's uh, that's big. It's it's a ton of work. Mm -hmm. uh, I almost gave it up. Uh, almost uh, closed it down a while ago. But uh, we have an editor who works works for us, Ashley, who is absolutely brilliant and really makes the thing fly so mm -hmm. many thanks to ashley huntsberger i've got to mention her name <laughs> and, uh, that's awesome wow and uh and i'm excited because you are donating some subscriptions absolutely. of the magazine to the winners of the contest this week and for the next one as well i have two two extra subscriptions to to give away next time. So that will be a, a great motivator um, yeah. oh, to enter to the next it. challenge. So that's yeah. that's really great. Wow. And we'll put all the links to the magazine and everything definitely on the show note, but we'll remind the, the listeners at the end of the show. Uh, let's just jump into the first segment, our Q&A. And okay. I will read the first question uh, that came to us via Twitter uh, at MyStreetPicks. 
He asks, do you think street photography is a good blogging niche? Or niche? <laughs> Bob niche. and I, we're, we're wondering about that. I say niche, Don't, but... <laughs> hillbillies say niche. No, niche. That's, that's the cool way to say it. So, Bob, what, uh, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, how, how, how could I say no? And I think one of the best examples of that is you. Um, <laughs> you know, and it depends on why the person is blogging in the yeah. first place. Um, you know, if you're looking for lots and lots of traffic, probably blogging about uh, a gear gets more traffic. Yeah. I can tell you that firsthand, but it's... But, um, but you can only do that if you're very passionate about gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you hit the key, you hit the nail on the head. It's all about yeah. passion. If you're passionate about it, passionate about it, and you have to be consistent, um, which is really a key. A lot of people write one or two blog posts and, and not do it. And I work with tons of bloggers in my business, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, you ever hear of Jim Rome? You know who Jim Rome is? Mm -hmm. No. He, he, he's a, he has a sports talk show on the radio. It's very popular. And he's got a phrase, I hope I can say it on there. He says on the radio, is have a take, don't suck. <laughs> and that means, you know, have a, have a unique perspective, have something to say, and do it well. Yeah. And you tell me, I mean, you're the, you're the prolific blogger here. Yeah, and I do. I think the blog is really, to me, I started it as a, a home for my pictures because you post on social media and it goes away. I mean, it's, it stays there, but every day people see different things. And I felt that was just too, um, it, it, it wasn't permanent enough. Whereas the blog is a good way to see how you've, you've grown as a photographer. And, um, and it's a permanent home for your work because you can't update your website every week like you do a blog. And, uh, and I enjoy it. I just sometimes there's it's only pictures with very few words. Sometimes I just I just, you know, it's all about how I feel that day. And, and the images usually kind of um, translate that as well. Um, and it's about my travels. It's about things that move me. Um, and I don't do, I mean, obviously you blog for, for yourself and to share, you don't do it for, for money. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, uh, there, you can, you can have a successful blog and make profit with advertising, but that takes, <laughs> that's like a business on its own. That what to me, that's not the point of blogging to me is really just to share the love. Um, but yeah, and I'm not sure if the question was, geared towards that or you know can you make money out of blogging about street photography i well, don't know and i'm sure you, there there is a way but, but uh, as street photographers because we usually do that just for ourselves um i don't know i i, I didn't really um put too much thought into that uh, and trying to to think, yeah, I mean, there are there are magazines out there, not magazines, but yeah, it's blogs that would be like more like magazines where there are some advertisers on, but you need so much. I mean, you need tens of thousands of downloads uh, to or subscri subscribers to attract any advertising. So is it really, you know, the goal? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the key is why mm -hmm. are you doing it in the first place? Yeah. Uh, I think one thing you really did, I think, 
is people would ask, would write in and ask you questions, and then you'd respond to the questions in the blog. Oh, and that, that other blog, yeah, my Q and A blog, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I kind of put that on hold because I'm answering questions on the podcast now. <laughs> okay, we're well, doing the same thing. It's just uh, <laughs> different. It's just different with the medium. voice. Yeah, uh, but that's true. That actually, I really enjoyed, and it, that uh, yeah, I have I have my photography blog and my Q and A blog. Those are two different blogs. Uh, but I, you know, the why I started the Q and A blog is because I get asked the same question so many times. So now when people email me those questions, I can send the link <laughs> to the yeah. answer. That was really the goal because I was so tired of just typing in the same answers all the time. So, okay, now I have the answers all all put together and I can just refer to that blog post. So that was the goal. Very efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should really go back and actually answer, um, put some of the questions that I've answered on the show, actually, on that blog. But yeah, there's just not enough time for everything. Right. But yeah, I think I think blogging, it's really a way of sharing your your work, sharing the passion. And um, and if you blog and if you if you're more accountable. So you're going to go out and shoot more because you want to provide new material. So it's kind of a motivator. It's a little bit like working on a 52 or 365 project and be part of a group so you post every day or every week. Um, I think blogging kind of keeps you on task and and makes you go out there to shoot more, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I think so. Especially if you have a lot of people following it, then mm-hmm. there's pressure there. Yeah. The key is how do you keep how do you keep doing it? How do you stay consistent? It's easy just to say, "Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it has to. It's quite a discipline. No matter what kind of project you start with, uh, I mean, just doing this podcast every week for a year and a half now. I mean, that's that's quite a discipline. Uh, your magazine. Same thing, you know, you, yep. you have to be, you have to be consistent. Oh, it's not going to be successful. And that's the thing. Same with blogging. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to blog. I'm, I'm going to blog every week. And then you have a month go by or two months. It's just like a podcast. If you mm-hmm. do that, it's, you're going to lose your audience very quickly because people need to depend on it. And, uh, and blogging is a little bit of the same way. I mean, sometime I'll let a week or two go by, uh, but then I'll catch up <laughs> like three in a row, uh, because I'm traveling or I'm too busy to, to put something together. But I have thousands of subscribers to my photo blog now. And, uh, and I know they, you know they even though they don't comment often and that's the thing too do not expect people to leave a lot of comments on your blog uh people usually don't take the time and i know for some that's kind of disheartening yes yes it is um i've seen many many people just turn the comments off on their blogs now because you get hammered with comment spam yeah it's true too yeah yep then they switch to twitter Mm mm-hmm yeah, I have um, I have two. Well, one of my blog is on WordPress, and that's the one I've had for so long. I have probably five hundred posts on there, and so I kept that one. And it's now. I mean, it, you can access it from my website, which is Squarespace. But I also have a, a square. My Q and A blog is is Squarespace blog. Um, but um, they're both really good at uh, at screening the spam, though. Yes. Uh, yeah, because you're, you're on WordPress.com, mm-hmm. so that's that's covered. 
Yeah. Um, it's, but it's, it's a lot more, of work to go through that and, it is. and screen. Same with YouTube. That's a, a lot of work. I mean, same way I'm on Instagram now. And I get a lot <laughs> of questions and, and, and comments. And, and I make a point of, of answering them. But that's, you know, that's the price you have to pay to, to show your work. And, and it's all free. So it's kind of a give and take. There's always a trade-off, and all photographers know that. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, but it's about consistency. So I, I think if um, at my street pics on Twitter wants to start a blog, you know, start it. It's it's free. uh, WordPress or many other uh, different blogs. I mean, I I really like WordPress. I just don't think it's very user friendly. But uh, (laughs) I'm a WordPress developer, and I'll tell you that. I got used to it now, but uh, it's uh, it's free, it's reliable, and uh, that's really what matters. Now, what you do with your blog is uh, is all up to you. But uh, if you if you show some some quality work, if you give some some tips, you know, it's it's really about about sharing and and teaching. If you have something to say, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. If you're providing value to others, they'll keep coming back. That's right. Yeah. So, well, I think that pretty much covers it. Uh, and again, there are so many different ways to approach blogging. Yeah, you can make, I mean, there are successful bloggers out there who make a living, I mean, entirely from their blog. But that's a full-time job. So, you know, yes, it, is. it all depends on what you want to do. Yep. So, awesome. Then you don't have time to, to photo, to be a photographer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's where, you, yeah. To me, the photography, being out there with a the camera comes first. You that's know, right. Whatever time I have left after that, then good, but. Yeah, don't be like me. I spend too much time writing about it. And I don't have, there's not enough time to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, you have to, uh, to prioritize for sure. Absolutely. Great. Well, uh, question number two. Uh, Bob, do you want to read it? Sure, I'll read it. This one is from Rob. I don't know if you want us to share last name. Warhead, that's fine. It was, okay, Rob uh, Warhead. And he says, I love your podcast. Is it okay for a street photographer uh, to also like to photograph nature? <laughs> yes, actually, I got this question yesterday because... I do photograph nature once in a while, and I actually posted a, a snowy landscape, a monochrome photo yesterday. Mm. And uh, and Rob, uh, right away on Twitter, said, wow, that's really creepy, because I was just going to ask you that question for the show. <laughs> and he saw that I posted a nature photograph, and, and uh, I answered, I actually answered to him on Twitter, saying, uh, why limit ourselves? Um, the more you know, I mean, this shows that you're an even better photographer if you can shoot street, but you can also you can also tell a story in nature or with architecture and so forth. So it's um, yeah, what are, why why limit ourselves? There, I think we'll all have something that we're most passionate about. And for me, definitely it is street photography. I'm much happier in an urban environment, but I live in a beautiful. Um, a beautiful area with lots of wildlife and and nature. And I do appreciate that too. It's not where I want to spend all my time with my camera for sure. But uh, we had this beautiful uh, snowfall the other day and it was just breathtaking. So I went up with my camera and I photographed um, 
um, more of a minimalist type of snowy landscape, which I posted uh, this weekend. So uh, that's what Rob was referring to. And so, yes, shoot, by, by all means, why limit ourselves to just one genre of photography? Shoot whatever moves you. And uh, whether it's... Um, uh, horses or uh, or um, portraits of uh, anyone, you know, just even your, your your family or or seascapes, whatever. Uh, yes, and, and but you know what? I think some some of the quote unquote purest street photographers um, will say, "Oh no, you should really only do one thing." And I've heard that before. And and a lot of street photographers only shoot street photography. Have you noticed that as well? Well, some do, some don't. I mean, I I talk to a lot of street photographers, mm-hmm. and most of them shoot lots of different things. Yeah. Um, you don't have to, like you say, why limit yourself? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you get people who are purists about everything. Yeah. <laughs> not, not just photography, but um, I think... Uh, Sometimes you can even refer to them as trolls. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. And, and I think the bottom line is that we need to, we're doing this for ourselves. So who cares? That's right. Yeah. Well, and, look at, you can say his name better than I can, Cartier Brisson. Mm-hmm. He was a brilliant portrait photographer. Mm-hmm. So not only did he shoot on the streets doing documentary work, he, he did some fabulous portraits. Yes. And, um, and I think we, I, I mean, I didn't start as a street photographer and, and I don't think very many street photographers started out as a street photographer. That's something I think they kind of stumbled upon along the way. Yeah, and, I agree. And I agree. it's probably something that, um, yeah, it's something for me that, that stuck the most and that's something I've shot the most consistently for many years now. But, um, yeah, well, there are times when you just there are just no people. It's just landscape, and yeah, why why not why not take the camera? I mean, I, I must say, I often when I'm out, and I think I mentioned that on a show recently, when I'm out and about um, on a hike, for example, I won't always bring a camera with me. I love going hiking in the snow and so forth. I, I'll I'll always have my 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 phone, but uh, I'll rarely. Take the camera. It has to be really special. Just like that fresh snowfall was just so beautiful. And I was testing a new camera. So I had to, uh, I was more of a motivator as well to see what that camera could do. Um, and so I think it's, uh, you, ha- you, you will be more likely to, to go out of your way for something you're most passionate about. But why not try a new thing? I think that's how we grow as photographers is by trying new things. And if landscape photography is something you've never done, well, go try it. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, for example, I bought, uh, I bought an X-Pro1 a while back, and, uh, and it came with uh, the 60-millimeter lens, which uh-huh. is almost a macro lens. I had never shot macro in my life, and I started playing with it. You know, looking, shooting up close things, I go, wow, this is really cool. I know, it's a whole new world. It is, it's another world. Yeah. And um, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. If I didn't just happen to have this lens fall in my lap. Yeah. 
Oh, I know. Sometimes it's fun. I, I've, I've shot a lot of macro for, um, I used to shoot Canon and I had that 100 millimeter macro lens, uh, which was amazing. And uh, for several weeks, that's all I did. And I discovered a whole new world in my backyard, you know, with bugs and, and close up of flowers. And it was like a new, it's like, it's like a new toy. Yeah, it's it's like somebody gave you a microscope. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you look at a flea under the microscope. Wow, yeah. look at that. Yeah. It is. So, so yeah, I think uh it it is nobody ha- nobody set the rules. There are no rules. I mean, you shoot whatever you want. That's uh that's really all I can uh, say to to Rob is like there's no no rules as to what street photographer shoot and should not shoot uh, just the same as there are no rules as to what street photography really, you know means well you haven't read my rules <laughs> no i don't have any rules either i get complaints sometimes well you know some of you published a picture of this that's not street photography well who's to say exactly and uh if it's a good picture and it's interesting then call it whatever call it whatever you want <laughs> that's right that's right that's right awesome okay we have time for a third question and i'll okay. read it and it came uh, from Andy Murdoch by email, and he asked, "Would you say that there are any dangers within um, with doing street photography and documenting?" So, I'm not quite sure if he means danger as in endangering your safety, or I, I I guess that's what he means. What do you think, Bob? Well, I I, I guess there's really two kinds of danger. There's like danger from like safety, like stepping into a busy street or like, remember David Dushman? Yes. Falling off a bridge. Yeah. He was taking a photograph. He wasn't paying attention and he broke both of his ankles, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, so from like from an accident and then there's danger from others, you know, being mugged or shot or beaten up or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, there's danger in anything. There's danger in walking down the steps. Yeah. There's danger in nature photography, probably even more. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Probably you get bit by a snake or you fall off a cliff that's or something. Right. So, I mean, you know, you're you're taking a chance every day you get into a car. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's the story like David Dushman and we have uh, interviewed a guy, um, Scott Houston, who was a documentary photographer. And he did a story on skinheads and they beat him up. And took all of his gear. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and I've, I've had a guest on the show who have, um, you know, infiltrated some, some gangs just to document their, their lives. Um, some dangerous gangs in New York. And uh, it was, uh, you know, yes, of course, it depends how, long you, how far you want to push it. Yeah. But if you're shooting on the street in a city, you're pretty safe. Unless maybe you walk around with a flash and you stick it in their face, uh-huh. um, that could be dangerous. Yeah. And don't so, be confrontational. If somebody com- is confrontational with you, just, you know, say, okay, you know what? Sorry, no big deal. Thank you. And just move away. Just don't, don't push it. Because I see exa- people do that. Yes. Don't be confrontational and be respectful. Exactly. You can avoid a lot of confrontations by respecting other people. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've never had I've never had a bad experience. I mean, I've had people say, "No, I don't want to be photographed," or "Did you just take a picture of me?" and and most of the time, if you explain what you're doing, they 
they'll be completely okay with it. Um, but for sure, don't 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 look like you're doing anything wrong because you're not. Yes, don't be sneaky. Don't mm -hmm. be creepy. Yeah. Don't photograph people's kids if they don't want you to. Yeah. Stay away from playgrounds. Yes. Swimming pools. Yes, that's right. <laughs> because don't shoot then you're really windows. yeah exactly you know private property. Uh, I mean it's all common sense really. Um, and, uh, although there are no rules, uh, there's a lot of common sense that come into this. And if you get yourself in trouble, most of the time you, you know, you did something, you crossed the line somewhere. Don't you think? Uh, yes. Yes. Mm. Probably nine times out of 10. Yeah. So, so I would say yeah, danger in street photography. No, not really. Just uh, be aware of your environment. And yes. uh, don't put yourself. I mean, I've, I've, I like back alleys. I must say I often walk in the front door of a store and come out the back alley because that's <laughs> usually where you find more interesting people. Uh, and I like gritty and, but I've, there are a few times where I, said, hmm, you know, my gut feeling was like, okay, this is probably not the best idea. And I went back the other side because I said, this is absolutely not worth risking my safety, my gear, my life, possibly, you never know. So just follow your, follow your instinct. Yeah, that, uh, that sense is there for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had that since caveman days, so pay yeah. attention to it. And yeah, just be aware of your surroundings and where you are. Um, some cities, it's real easy to walk two blocks and be in a place you don't want to be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's good to to know where you are when you're in a new new city. Yes. Yeah. Although yeah, I find that um, I mean I I walk by myself at night in in Paris, but I know Paris really well, and I know mm -hmm. which neighborhoods to avoid at certain times of the day, uh, which in central Paris you, you're quite safe because um, there are always so many people in the street it, that you're never really alone. Uh, but same in New York. New York is actually really safe. It's much safer than Minneapolis now. The, the crime rate it's, in New York is really low. And, yep. and uh, I feel completely fine walking by myself, you know, in, in, in most of the, you know, I go to the Lower East Side and Chinatown, Soho, and those neighborhoods. And uh, there are so many people on the street. And, and I think yeah. it's all about the way you you walk too. If you if you look nervous, it seems like you'll probably get more to more trouble than you if you're confident. Yep, yep, you're going to attract attention. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you're walking down the street and you see somebody half a block down that looks a little creepy, yep. cross the street. Yeah, and and don't walk, don't. Uh, don't walk with headphones on and music blasting, you know, stay aware of your, of your environment. That's with a camera or without a camera, you know, that's just uh, be aware of what's happening around you. And I think as street photographers, we're probably less, um, less likely to get uh, surprised because we're so used to scanning around mm -hmm. us that we're so aware of everything happening around us. Cause that's, that's how we're, um, 
we're kind of um how do you say that um wired we're wired exactly that <laughs> very little escapes us um you know if people look if somebody's starting to look in my my bag and you know and in a certain way, I'll, I'm more than aware of that because I'm always aware of people's expressions and people around me. And that's actually saved my gear once in Chicago <laughs> so because I was so aware of people like in public transportation around me because I'm always looking for interesting subjects that I s- saw this guy starting to put his hand in my bag. So, Oh, <laughs> and, you, and you make a good point. If, if your photos aren't too interesting, well, maybe you're just not paying attention. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, so I would say no, no more danger in street photography than uh, most anything, really. It's uh, a lot of common sense. And then just be respectful. If there is one rule in street photography, that would be it, right? To be Absolutely. respectful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I think that answered all those questions uh, pretty much, you know, I mean, that's pretty much covers it and now we're ready for to announce the winners of the last street challenge and the theme was the human element in the urban landscape and uh, we each selected a winner bob who did you pick i picked a photo by jan lipton and he took it in venice um there was no photo title and uh, I, I love this photograph for a couple of reasons. Number one, I was in Venice not too long ago, mm-hmm. and he shot it with my camera of choice, <laughs> which is the Fuji, the X100S. That's what I had with me. This is the photo I wish I would have taken when there I was in go. Venice. And uh, yeah, it's a photograph of a guy walking, uh, walking through a doorway. Um, getting ready to cross a bridge. And then on the right-hand side, there's another doorway with a the end of a gondola sticking yeah. out. So and what, the what, doorway goes into the canal. I'm yeah. sorry? The doorway oh, yeah. goes to the canal, and there is a gondola going through, but you only see the tip of it. You only see the tip of it. And then the icing on the cake is there's a pigeon flying into the frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, right by the gondola. Yeah. But uh, I love those. It's like the shapes that... It, that he created with it or he captured with it. And I, I like the fact that he just, like the person is in silhouette. Um, and it just, it just jumped out at me. Yeah. And a good sense of place because it didn't need yes. a caption. We knew where we were. You knew exactly where it was. That's right. Yeah. So great. And I picked a photograph by Neil Ritchie titled Levels. And uh, to me, that's the perfect example of the human element however tiny and here we're on a multi-level building it's a lot of passageways and glass it looks like and this woman is teeny tiny but she becomes the focal point and and you capture her in step i mean there is separation in the body you did a great job and and really a very very small human element but you cannot miss it it definitely becomes the focal point that i was really illustrated uh what uh, what i was looking for so uh congratulations both jan and neil will receive a year subscription to street photography magazine thank uh thanks to bob 
Oh, you're welcome. Glad to do it. So, and uh, the next tweet challenge, uh, I was looking back at all the challenges we've had over the past 69 weeks. And the first one we did was silhouettes. And I thought, okay, well, why don't we start, why why don't we do the silhouettes again? Uh, Because that's something a lot of street photographers love to shoot. I sure do. Um, And... um, and they're, they're, they're fun. A lot of times, some street photographers who want to remain a little more um, or, or don't want to be close to people or in people's faces, you know, they can do a, a lot with, with silhouettes and shadows. So it's a more anonymous way to shoot street photography, which sometimes fits better with one's personality, too. So um, I like to do a little bit of everything. So, but silhouettes... A few tips for silhouettes. Um, make sure there is no obstruction in front of or behind the silhouette. Uh, so there's good separation. The, the subject has to be easily recognizable. Think of um, strong ele- some um, elements that will make a stronger silhouette, such as hats or bicycles or things like that. Um, people holding hands. Um, what else, Bob? Can what can we think of? For mm, umbrellas, tips? umbrellas. Although when yeah. you have a strong silhouette, usually it's pretty bright out. So that's but I, true. I do have even somebody holding an umbrella can be fun. You know, a long umbrella that's so so yeah. cool. Gestures, uh, yeah, big gestures, yeah. And it's really about the the separation and then timing it well so that you have that step because people in between steps look awkward. And that usually doesn't work well. Mm, uh, separation point. between the foot and the ground is also very good. And something I look for in a silhouette. That's that's hard to get, but that's definitely makes a, an even stronger image. Um, and it's okay to blow out the highlights in the background because you don't want any distraction from the silhouette shape. So if there are distracting elements behind the silhouette in the highlights, sometimes it's better if they disappear and the and the highlights are blown out because um, if there are cars, for example, um, and I'll put some samples on the show notes, it's better if they're less visible. So don't be afraid to blow out highlights. Sometimes it creates some more dramatic silhouettes as well. Makes photographing on a bright, sunny day a little bit easier. Yes, makes it a lot of fun. Sometimes I just go out to shoot silhouettes. <laughs> it's a fun project. Uh, so the deadline is February 4th. Uh, please enter one photograph. Um, new work, please don't enter something you've already entered. And definitely not something you've already entered for the silhouette challenge from a year and a half ago so something new uh the point really of the exercise is to go out there and shoot something fresh go yeah. out with that in mind yeah sorry Jan. we just picked one that would be a good <laughs> yeah. would be a good one for next time <laughs> yeah and and again in in this challenge there were some good silhouettes there were some good reflections so there were some some uh some shots in the human element in the urban landscape that could definitely fit other types of of uh themes that we that we will definitely uh, look for. Um, there was one really good one with reflections as well. So there were a few a few really good shots in there, but we could only pick two. So silhouettes deadline February fourth. Now we at the picks of the week segment. Uh, Bob, what's your pick? Um, I'm going to pick a photography contest. It's uh, called the 
SIPA or SIPA Awards. It's the Siena International Photo Awards. And uh, it, uh, this is their second year. Uh, I happen to be one of the jurors, but that's not why I'm choosing it. They've, they've just done a wonderful job. Um, the, the entry deadline, they have a um, an early bird deadline coming up on the 18th of January where you can, uh, there's a cost to it. It's uh cost uh, for up to 20 images. It's like, it's 30 euro right now. So uh, if students, it's less, but uh, they, they've just done a phenomenal job. And uh, I had happened to get to meet with them in Siena last year when I was there. And uh, it's just amazing what they've done. And the, the work is, is phenomenal. So if you if you like entering contests, this is an excellent one. So what uh, what's the site? Oh, it's uh, it's sipacontest dot com. Okay. And uh, yeah, go to the website, check it out. Their website is 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 worth seeing alone in okay. in the video from last year. Great. Well, that's a that's a great pick because uh, you know that's something a lot of people do enter contest. I miss every single deadline. <laughs> well, I've told you this one. Yeah, I have you no excuse end. now. Now, if I can get that done before I uh, get on the plane on the 18th for my oh. next trip. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's a great way to. Uh, to get your work out there you never know you could you could win uh an award and it's usually it's kind of like showing your work at an exhibit it's like that little ego boost that you need yep. once in a while <laughs> you know it's uh it's not so much for the recognition but it's just to make you feel good that's right mm -hmm. uh you know it's uh, being a photographer sometimes sometimes is a lonely yes. uh, deal you know especially street photographer Exactly. And we take these photos and a lot of times we just let them sit on our hard drive or even on our on the cards. Get them out there. Let people see them. Definitely. Definitely. Well, great. That's a great pick. Mine is actually a film by Richard Press titled Bill Cunningham, New York. And uh, I received it as a present from uh, one of my uh, New York workshop uh, students. And uh, thank you, Sheila. Uh, I know she listens to the show. And oh, I, I can't tell you how much I loved it. And this is this. You don't have to buy the DVD. You can actually even rent it from iTunes or purchase it from iTunes. I mean, there are different ways to to get it. And it's definitely one of the most inspiring documentary I've seen in a very long time. And if you don't know Big uh, Bill Cunningham, he's now in his probably mid-80s, and he's been documenting fashion trends in the streets of New York City for decades. And uh, he became popular for his uh, on-the-streets column in The Times. And this documentary, it's, a, it's an hour and a half long uh, movie, is a must-see. Must-see. It's wonderful. So I cannot recommend it enough. And I, I, I want to see it again. I just, I, I love it. And now I have a a DVD of it. So I'm excited. I'm so glad you mentioned it. I've been wanting to see that film. Oh, it is so amazing. And it could be on Netflix. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's that old, actually. So, uh, but definitely so worth even renting for, you know, on, on, on iTunes. Um, but it's something that I'm so glad I own. You know, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, we actually published a photo of Bill by another street photographer. And I chose it as one to publish with, with their interview 
And I said, tell me about this picture. Well, this is this is guy I see around the streets all the time. His name is Bill. And then I find out they somebody made a movie about it. <laughs> well, you know, actually, one of uh, on my last New York workshop, one of my students was a, a dear friend. He's been on several workshops and uh, actually ran into him. At a, there was uh, some kind of a parade or something. I can't remember at the end of the workshop, and I think he has a photograph of him with Bill Cunningham, and he must be in his, yeah, in his mid eighties now. I would imagine, yeah. and he's still riding his bike around New York City. I guess so. Oh, an amazing story! It's just so much talent and so much passion. I mean, that is pure passion. Right. Um, uh, it's just a, it's an amazing documentary great uh, now announcements Bob anything uh, happening in the next uh, few weeks or month oh I've got a couple things well, speaking of blogging well you know being a geek myself we're, we're going to be creating a, uh, a blogging platform for street photographers and that's coming up in a couple months still still working out the kinks we're developing uh custom WordPress themes uh, just for street photographers. Um, and I want to encourage people to submit work. If you're from a, a small town or a mid-sized city, we get tons of work from New York, London, L.A. But there's a lot of people in small towns and smaller communities that are out there shooting on the streets. And just want to encourage people to, to share that work because mm -hmm. there's some really cool stories to tell in a, not just Minneapolis, but a Bemidji. Exactly. Wherever that is. I know it's about you someplace. Or Fargo and North Dakota. Fargo, there you go. <laughs> and some, it's so That's foreign you. to so many people. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, matter of fact, I just started, I'm starting a group. I live in Cleveland. I'm still trying to find some street shooters in Cleveland. And so I'm starting a group, Street Photography Cleveland, mm -hmm. to start pulling people together. And I, as a matter of fact, I'm taking a page from you, Valerie, because you, you said you do photo walks or mm -hmm. started doing photo walks in your community. So Yeah, that's a good way to uh, to meet other photographers. And, and uh, it's also a social event. It's nice to hang out with other street photographers in your community yeah. and not only online. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. You can see people in person, um, but I'll give you a link. You said you need links. I'll give you yes. a link for how to submit articles. And, Great. Yeah. And, and I'll uh, put that on the show. More of that work. Awesome. And uh, as for me, I'm just about ready to head to Paris um, as we, we're recording this on the 11th and I'm leaving on the 18th and I'm teaching the first workshop of the season and it's going to be a busy, busy year. Um And um, I'm excited. Um, I um, yeah, all the work, and I'm I'm starting to get busy at scheduling 2017 because I know a lot of people have asked. The Paris workshops fill up so quickly that people are on waiting list and wanting to schedule for next year already. So uh, I'll be busy doing that. But for this year, yeah, it's pretty booked up except for a couple spots in Rome and I think one or two spots left for Vancouver in uh, in August, which is the the newest workshop I. I scheduled uh, just a few weeks ago, so uh, still a chance to to join there. And uh, what else? I have I have a lot of exciting announcements to make, but it's still a little bit early. Uh, a lot of uh, new new things happening, but I'll be on Street Focus every week 
this this year again <laughs> if uh, if all goes well and uh, please keep sending suggestions i mean i've i've discovered a lot of photographers for the show uh thanks to the listeners so if you know someone who is working on a really cool project that's different that's edgy whatever just just uh send me an email find me on on social media uh send um through the through the the blog post for the for the show anywhere you can reach me is fine uh via my website whatever and then uh, send me some suggestions keep them coming um i do check all of them and i've already discovered and interviewed quite a few people thanks to the street focus community I can send you a whole list. Yes, I I know. It's like we we have to uh we have to work together with That's this right. because uh, we do uh we do uh you know, it's a lot of research that we have to do for you for the magazine and me for the podcast and uh might as well all work together, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I think you, I think you need to clone yourself. <laughs> I know. It's it's January 11th and your work, workshops are all booked up. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> I just need to pace myself. That's what yeah. I think I need to do. And I'm I'm re- trying to do that because uh yeah, it's a lot to uh take care of and still have a personal life. All that. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much, Bob, for joining me today. Where can people uh, go see the the magazine again and your work? Um, you can find it all at Street Photography Magazine at streetphotographymagazine.com. And that's a mouthful, and it's real easy to make a typo when you type it out. <laughs> we'll put a link in the show notes, I'm sure. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you again, and uh, thank you for donating some subscriptions. So uh, remember, the next um, contest, Street Challenge, is all about silhouettes. And uh, the entries close on February 4th. So there's your chance to win a subscription. Thank you, Bob. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. It was. And we're at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to upload your image for the new Street Challenge. And don't forget to leave a rating on iTunes and subscribe on iTunes even if you listen to it on your computer when you get the blog post. It really helps our ratings to have iTunes subscribers and also... um, Leave um, leave a star rating or leave a comment. And uh, please share on social media. That's probably the easiest thing you can do. And the most helpful is to share the link of the weekly podcast on social media. Thank you so much for that. My name is Valérie Jardin and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab your camera and hit the streets. Hit the streets.